Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Film Pigs podcast. Uh, this is a, a, a bacon episode to round out the year 2023. Uh, we, oh, it's such a great year. It's been a great year uh, for uh, some people, I guess. Uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, the your, rich your your bacony host uh, Todd Anderson, and I'm here with a fellow film pig, Stephen Skelton. I'm already like a little too surly. Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, and and it's you, December. I get I get the I, we get to a December. I get the surlies. Yeah, I get them too. I get I get a like kind of miserable. It's you get like June gloom, December surlies. Yeah, that's that's it. It's like. Uh, <laughs> like mirrored opposite sides of the yeah. year. It's yeah. different reasons, but the same kind of gloomy exterior. Yeah. And, uh, uh Steve Falk was supposed to, uh, uh, join us of course, but, uh, he is unable, which is, I, I think part of the reason that we're surly. Um, yeah. And we, we also, we, we, we didn't do one last month. Did we, we didn't do one we last got, month. Yeah. The because, November got away from us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, anyway, our hearts were, uh, are with Steve, uh, Falk tonight. We wish he was here, uh, uh doing this nonsense. Um, so what we're going to do, cause it's the end of the year, um, yeah. is, uh, we're going to do sort of a listicle, you know, there's a uh, uh, twelve days of Christmas, right? I guess they, is it. Is that tw- is that? I mean, I'd have to run the numbers on that, but I, I think I think there's I think twelve the days. Twelve yeah. days. Of, it's eight days of Hanukkah, twelve days of Christmas, right. but no one ever really talks about the twelve days of Christmas unless and you any 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 rock around the clock. You rock around the clock, but that's more of a New Year's. But that's just thing. that's just one day, though. That's just one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one day. Um, you don't want to rock around the clock all the days because you can't. You have. To you get, couldn't. You have How to could get you? Rest. How you could to. you? No one could do that. No, you can't. You need rest. It's an impossible ask. <laughs> yes, it's ridiculous. Um, so anyway, because there are twelve days of Christmas, I guess I don't really understand that thing. Uh, uh, but there's a song, so it must be real, right? Yeah, and um, there's yeah, there's a lot of gifting so I, involved. I thought we'd do sort of the twelve movies of 2023. And right, that's uh, just as catchy. Yeah, it's just as catchy. And uh, I said to to you guys, uh, I said, "Hey, just pick your favorite movie from each month of 2023." So the movies that came out in January 2023—that's where we're going to start. We'll each uh, uh, weigh in with our uh, favorites. Now, I don't know about you, Skelton, but like part of this—you you don't, you don't know—I don't know shit about you. Uh, you're a mystery wrapped in an <laughs> enigma and also a conundrum, but, and, uh, and, and some cake and, and cake and uh, probably a couple of, couple of burritos and, and maybe bacon also wrapped <laughs> in bacon. Um, but when I was, what I came up against with this was kind of interesting because it would be one month where I was like, none of this was great. And none of this I'm going to ever see again or take with me down the road, but I had to pick one. So it got interesting in places. And there were other places where I was like, Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Oh man. If I'm going to be honest, that one's the one that, you know, hit me. And honesty is very important. It is. It is. Uh, Did you have any of those kind of troubles or were you just like, Nope, that's my one. Um, not necessarily. I mean, I did have, I mean, out of my list, I got some stuff where I was like, yeah, not so, you know, sure about this, but I liked it better than that. Um, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I did, I, I didn't, it wasn't as much an existential, ex, uh, existential um, crisis. Yeah. Let's just move on. You didn't give a shit. All right. That's fine. I guess that's, yeah, I get, I, you know, I think you nailed it. <laughs> I, I, was, I don't I didn't, reduce... I didn't really worry too much about it. I like, you know, there's some of the months where it was very clear. It was like, oh, that's the one I really liked. And then some months were like, eh, these two are pretty good. And that one sucked. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I hear you. I'm with you there. Um, you know, like movies are. Yeah, it's how movies go. And the ones that stick with you over time aren't necessarily the ones you like in the moment. You know, correct. Sometimes it goes the other way. Uh, uh, let's start. Uh, I'll let you go first, uh, since I'm host and I guess your guest. Sure. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, Steve Skelton, our uh, number one guest. Uh, January. What was your one. What was your favorite movie from January of 2023? Well, January is a great month for movies uh, because yeah. uh, the studios are 
are always like release the movies in January they're most confident about and have the clearest yeah. marketing ideas. This about. January we have a bunch that I uh, this January twenty twenty four I'm talking about. There's the the, the Night Swim, which is like a PG thirteen <laughs> Blumhouse movie about a haunted pool. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll go to that. And then yeah. there's the Beekeeper, which like seems just like a basic Jason Statham revenge movie. But oh, I do want to see the Beekeeper though. Yeah, that looks you see the absolutely trailer. dumb. Yeah, it, it I love how dumb it looks, and I hope it like probably because it's it's gonna release this January. Is that when it's, it's... January twelfth? Okay, so that means it's like it's. I mean, it's either gonna be so like dumb fun, or it's gonna be just bland. It's you're gonna get one of the two. It's not gonna be like bad, bad, but it, it. But if it doesn't like go full bonkers, it's just gonna be dull. I and I. That's and my I, prediction. That's my prediction. I, that, I think that's a fair prediction, and I I would agree with you 100. percent I put my money down in whatever you know your, your pool you were putting your money down for the same bets, but I don't have enough money to bet. Coming off of Meg to the trench and expendables. Yeah, but Meg to the Trench had fun island. It had fun stuff. It had fun stuff. I didn't hate it. No, it literally had fun island. Oh yeah, fun yeah, it literally did. <laughs> uh and, and expense Which was which is ironic because it turned out to be not a lot of fun for the people there. No, it's yeah, I hate when that happens. <laughs> um, this was supposed to be fun. It was right out of Jaws 3. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying that with the Meg to the trench and the expend four bowls, he really needs. Yeah. A, he needs a crank. Yeah. He, he needs, needs a, this, he needs a crank. A he crank. does need a crank to get back on top. Yeah. Especially back on top of like the mid budge. Yeah. Uh, kind of action thrillers. I'm, I'm not sure what the rating of this is PG 13 or R, but I, I think that, that if it's PG 13, it'll be dull. If it's R, it has a chance to be bonkers fun, yeah, cranky style. Yeah. It, it's like, not, I don't think it's going to be as bonkers as crank as a crank, but no, but, but it's basically transporter versus crank. That, yeah. That's what's anyway, to answer your question. Yeah. Uh, January, I did not like plane. But I did, I did, I was on uh, the Megan train. I enjoyed Megan, and I think that was probably the the my fun movie for the January release. I get that. Uh, that makes total sense. I, for me, and it's it, it, Megan didn't work for me because um, I felt like it would have been better as an R rated movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it needed it. It, it if it could have kicked up into R and had more gore and yeah. robot attacks, little girl robot attacks. Yeah, that would have put it over the top for sure. But I still think it had enough of kind of a a style and like a very weird sense of humor about it that 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 sustained me enough for for January. I get you. Uh, the January release that I picked, I I I, I was a little bit. Um, like shy, I guess, about admitting to it, and I almost picked this movie called Kids versus Aliens, um, <laughs> which is an R-rated, very silly horror comedy, very enjoyable thing. It's like what I, I actually thought Kids versus Aliens was what I wanted from Megan, but I didn't get. Ah, okay. Um, um, but the movie that I picked because ultimately it's the movie that worked on me the most is a, a man called Otto the the Tom and I didn't like that you didn't you didn't care for Megan and I didn't I man, yeah no oh, and I get I get didn't not get it for me I I get not liking it for whatever reason you know the place I didn't dislike I was, it I just didn't like it yeah I get you, I, you know, I'm not it was in that neutral space yeah this is not me going this is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen this is the movie I like the most in January <laughs> of 2023. <laughs> Um, that said, it, you know, and I totally get not liking it. I think maybe you have to be in the mood for it. Like you would have to be in the mood for Gran Torino or any of these yeah, yeah, aging yeah. white guy movie stars doing their cranky thing. I mean, this is like nobody's fool with Paul Newman is one of my favorite right, versions right. of this. Um, and I, I, I thought a man called Otto was, it worked for me. I, it, Tom Hanks, cranky Tom Hanks worked for me. Um, and it definitely, you know, choked me up, but I was also in a mood, you know, it was around my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm sad. 
Uh, You're cranky. I'm cranky. Anyway. Yeah, no, uh, it feels, yeah, mo- that movie was tailor-made for you. Yeah, it was made. It was like, yeah. And everybody thinks I remind them of Tom Hanks. So, you know, it was like, <laughs> oh, it was my old, it was, this is my cranky guy movie. I'll remake <laughs> this in 10 years. Um, February, what would you, would you come up with for February? February was really thin for me. Um, like I, some movies that were released in February, I don't think I saw until much later in the year. So the stuff that I, I actually it's okay, saw, though, I'm just, as, I know that I'm saying this after the fact, uh, after you've already, yeah, been, I already wrote my list. But I'm you not going to change it. If there's a movie that you liked better that came out in February, that's sort of uh, what I was No, saying. I said for February, I like picked Cocaine Bear, even though it wasn't that great, because the other movie I saw in the theaters was Ant-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Cocaine Bear greater than Ant-Man. Yeah, I didn't see Ant-Man because I'm not a fool. Uh <laughs> I uh, I did Shots see Cocaine fired. Bear. I I really liked Cocaine right, Bear. Right, because you're not a fool. The first time I saw it, and then I watched it again uh, when it came out on on streaming, and then again when it came out on physical media. And every time, I've liked it more. Well, that's interesting because I only I only seen it the one time, and I enjoyed it fine, but I thought there wasn't enough cocaine bearing. I I totally get that criticism, and I think that was a pretty common one. But if you go back and you watch it again, I think you'll enjoy it more because one you yeah. you won't have your own imagination, which is going to be better than the budget of a thing yeah, called Cocaine Bear. In my head, is so much better. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. But I went into it going mostly because I need help. Yeah, yeah. I I went into this expecting Anaconda. Uh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. On that yeah. level, and and I and I got that, and it was gorier because it was rated R. So, yeah, I was a hundred. Yeah, this is I'm a hundred percent behind Elizabeth. Don't get, Banks don't get me wrong. It inter- totally, it, Cocaine Bear did entertain me. So, yeah, I was not. I, I think I was it, not. I was not upset that I had gone to see Cocaine Bear. Yeah, and I bet if you go back and watch it again, you'll be like, oh, I'll enjoy it again. It's uh, it's better than it was the first time. It, it is it's got it's got layers. Yeah, it grows on you. It's that kind of cult, you know. Camp. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. You got to think it. <laughs> um, the next month would be March 2023. Did you? Were you going to do your February or did you? Oh, do February. Your... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was clear. Mine was also Cocaine Bear. I, oh, 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 it was. A, it was a. Was, we cleared yeah. the board with Cocaine Bear. In yeah, February. it was Cocaine. There was no reason to talk about anything else because Cocaine Bear. We both. Okay. Made. So March, March. What was your March? March is is kind of a tie, but if I have to choose, I would choose one. But uh, I mean, John Wick Four, because uh, mm-hmm. you know, finishing off the Wick, even though it was the weakest of the Wicks. Yeah. Uh, like it was a little too heavy on the mythology, uh, and too heavy still, on the dialogue. Honestly. Yeah, it was still John. Like I think three was the apex because that just was chased from second frame one. Yeah, uh, and good. all the, the way. So it's hard, it's hard John, to follow the three. The uh, but, John John Wick four ending on the steps is yeah. That's like kind of worth the price of admission, but the movie yeah. could have been about forty five minutes shorter. Yeah, it was too, it was a little too yeah it was a bit too long so it could have been trimmed and you wouldn't have lost a whole lot and you could have I think yeah you could have kept it a little tighter so I think they they indulged themselves a little too much uh, just due to the success of the franchise which is fine earned it yeah yeah um, sure is it but, victory uh, lap sort of thing yeah yeah but uh, but the surprise delight of March was uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among mm. Thieves. Which was just a goofy, silly adventure comedy. Yeah, that it was very you know, fun, and it and it felt like a goofy, silly, like you know, role playing, uh, you know, in the basement, uh, session. That was you know, it really kind of had that had that feel to it because it was did not super self serious, but was playing by all the rules of Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. And- More, I mean, it, it mixed him up a little bit, but uh, but it was, you know, it ha- it set its stage yeah. and played around on it. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it, Chris Pine is definitely my favorite of the Chris's. He seems to pick yeah. the most fun stuff. I yeah. really like him. I'm having light issues. Hang on a second. What do you, what's happening? My Ladies and gentlemen, weird. there's a severe lighting issue happening in, in Todd's, 
uh, recording studio. There's uh, so much going on here. There's what's the word there? Is that you know? Is that did the you... lighting issue has been resolved? I just Excellent. feel like it was it was pulsating the light. Uh, yeah, because uh, of the dimmer switch situation, and I felt like our feed was pausing, like as a result, like it was getting triggered or something. I don't know. I don't think that was happening, but I'm glad you panicked over it. Anyway, I agree with you. Uh, both those movies were very fun. I like John Wick four. I agree with you. It wasn't the best, but it was still fun. Um, and, and dungeons and dragons was very fun as well. Like I said, I love the Chris pine. Um, but the movie I chose for March was and I feel bad about this now, I guess, because <laughs> one of the stars is a monster um you're committed you're you committed to but it i committed to it because i like i think as a movie it was really good surprisingly good for the third in a franchise about boxing so creed three yeah uh totally worked on me F- very fucking formulated and i i i liked creed three too as as a movie um i thought it was a really good uh, uh entry in the franchise yeah yeah I agree. I mean, that that's March was a harder month to pick stuff because you feel like, well, I had to pick cocaine bear in February. Um, but <laughs> I now I have to. these three things where, you know, they beat cocaine bear, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, anyway, yeah. so that was fun. So we got through March, April. What's your, uh, 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 April. There's only there is only one correct answer for the best movie of April, and that is, of course, Sisu. Oh yeah, Sisu is great. Uh, that was, oh, man, that's my runner-up. That's where the where the just the it, Nazi stabbing, yeah. stomping, shooting. He just wants his gold. Yeah, and there was another. There was a Netflix movie called. Um, Blood and gold. oh yeah, there was another Nazi uh, smashing. Yeah, Nazi movie. Gold. It wasn't as good as Sisu, but it was no, still pretty fun. But it was still fun. Yeah, Sisu is great. Um, I, I totally agree. Uh, I just I went uh, with something different, and, and it was very hard. But I I went with Evil Dead Rise. I understand why. Still wrong. I mean, um, I get I get you. It doesn't have the Nazi thing, but I just thought. You know, as a franchise entry, it's it, it's sort of exemplary uh, the way that they constantly reinvent the Evil Dead. Uh, and yeah, and and this I thought it was really fun. But you're right. I'm going, I mean, I'm it's going like, to I'm going to allow it to have to pick between these two is cruel. Yeah, it's cruelty when you know I'm weighing between a man called Otto and Kids versus Aliens in January, which is just like I don't know. Um, but this was way worse, uh, uh, choice wise. Um, May, what'd you get? What'd you have for that? May wasn't good for me. Cause I only saw a couple of movies in the theater mm-hmm. and I didn't, they were both middling at best mm-hmm. and they were both, you know, late franchise entries. Mm-hmm. So it was fast X, mm-hmm. which is kind of really run out of steam. Unfortunately, it feels like it was, th- uh, it was I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to, we're, we're not doing a worst of list here, but you know, fast X is definitely the worst of the franchise and it, it's yeah. ludicrous, uh, you know, not the guy, the word ludicrous, like, Correct. like so many of them are, but it just, lacked it, it felt, the it spirit. felt, yeah, it felt weirdly empty. Yeah, like it really felt like kind of going through the motions. Yeah, to get and it not felt like, like Vin Diesel's retirement plan was fast yeah. X. So yeah, so I don't yeah I don't know if they're gonna be because and this was like part one or part two right the the, the yeah but who knows, probably, you know because it didn't do as well as they wanted it to they'll change the name just like the Tom Cruise movie that came out in June oh yeah. The dead, the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One is now going to be called something else entirely. That's secret. yeah. So yeah, so it was that Fast X and uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Oh uh, yeah, was, and uh, my son is like Guardians of the Galaxy. The first two are basically his Star Wars, yeah, movies. 
Um, and the fir- the first one's really really good. Yeah, the first and one's the, fantastic. And, and the second one makes a, has Kurt a, Russell. It has Kurt yeah, Russell. it has a huge, but it also makes a huge tactical error in the third act confrontation. Is they uh, you've got Kurt Russell and you spend most of that fight with Kurt Russell as a big cartoon thing instead of Kurt Russell. Right. Yeah, that's a huge. You're right. That's a terrible big misstep. Big yeah, misstep. I agree. And well, and also it's just, I, I have yet to see it because my son who loves the first two um, was like, yeah, that did that. I didn't like it. So, I mean, well, I will say that the, oh shit, I can't remember the actor's name who plays the, the main bad guy, the high evolutionary. I, I blank, I'm blanking on his name. He's a really good villain. Oh, his performance okay. is a lot of fun and just the right amount of a little scary. Like he oh, does a really, cool. really nice job. So, you know, there's, you know, again, you know, I think it's a case of third one. It's a, you know, probably running times a bit longer than it needs should be. Um, but it's also a case of like, oh, right. This is the one that, you know, Marvel caved to the trolls and fired gun from and then went, uh oh. And rehired him. And- yeah. And then when, and you know, when his entire cast went, well, we're not going to do another one without him. Right. And Disney was like, oh, oops. And then rehired him after he'd gotten a huge job at DC doing like, and it was just like, yeah. okay, yeah. it really kind of worked out pretty good for him. I'm sorry. Yeah. He kind of just like yeah. indulged Gunn, himself, James- indulged himself on this third one. Uh, Cause he knew it was like, this is my last Marvel. I'm out. Yeah. He, he rolled with some punches. So uh, uh, good for you, James Gunn. Um, for me, good for good for James Gunn's bank account. Yeah, no kidding. For me, May uh, the best movie that I saw that came out in May, and I will admit that I did not see it in May. I saw it afterwards, but not too long. Uh, was the Wrath of Becky? Oh, I haven't seen that. It's the sequel to Becky. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I, uh, I can buy that. Yeah, did you have you seen Becky? I haven't seen Becky either. Oh my god! Um, yeah, you definitely want to rectify that. They're so fun. They're great. Uh, revenge uh, movies Um, and a great, uh, you know, uh, 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 teen lady uh, protagonist. She's, uh, uh, she's excellent. You get, you get into her, her revenge shit. Um, The first one, you know, of course has, and you know, I think it's divisive. Some people are like, that didn't work. And some people are like, great, like anti-casting or whatever. But Kevin James is like a Nazi that Becky has to take down in the first one. Oh, well, okay. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. you know how I feel about Sisu. So, right. Exactly. So, yeah. So if you like Sisu, you'll love the Becky movies and wrath of Becky. It's, uh, 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 Sean, uh, William, uh, Scott, Scott is a KKK guy. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and that Becky, uh, becomes entangled with, uh, and so now she's got, and it's funny because in the end it, it like does what I always am saying. It like reveals that no, no, she's still just fighting Nazis. Yeah. Uh, just cause they call themselves the KKK doesn't mean they're not fucking Nazis. No, the Nazis actually learned a lot and took a lot from the KKK. In uh, the American Nazi pot yeah. party boosted the KKK and yeah. made it uh, like something other than a bunch of douchebags. Yep. Doing- oh, yep doing boo pranks. Boo. Yep. Woo-hoo. That's what they were. And then the American Nazi party, uh, who had their, uh, what was it? In 1939, they had a, a Madison square garden rally. No, I think it was before 39, but yeah, the Madison was like 38. Yeah. 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 You're probably right. Uh, anyway, uh, I highly recommend, especially for people who like, uh, killing Nazi movies, which I do. Uh, and then the next month would be June. June. Yeah. I, I get another kind of like uh, tie uh, for uh, movies that I enjoy because for very different reasons. Okay. Um, so the first one was a Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Those, I haven't those seen car- that yet. Those cartoons like that, that, that first one and this one are, you know, Marvel needs to take a hard look at what those cartoons are doing and get their live action movies to do it um, because it's a uh, tremendous fun visually just cutting edge animation you know it's really pushing the envelope like the first one did um and uh and there's a there's a third one there's a you know it's a trilogy that i I can't i know the third one i don't know if i don't know it comes out this year i think um so uh 
but really, really just very entertaining, very uh, visually arresting and mm. uh, uh, just a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, it's how comic book movies should be done. And, yeah. uh, and then the and then the tie since you didn't see the Spider-Man, but you have seen the tie um, was uh, no hard feelings. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Rachel, that was my uh, comedy for June yeah. as well. I thought it that was, was very, very just a very surprise again, like Dungeons and Dragons, a surprise delight of uh, a fun, you know, tight, uh, uh, raunchy comedy. Yeah. Yeah. With heart. Yes. It has, it's raunchy, but it has heart. Uh, yeah. I liked it a, a lot. Um, and you know, and conceptually Hillary and my wife was, you know, a, a little bit, um, hesitant to get involved. Um, you know, cause it's basically about a prostitute yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a woman prostituting herself. And isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, and she watched it and she really liked it. She likes Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. I mean, no, I've never, was, yeah, it. I've never connected to Jennifer Lawrence until this, this movie. Yeah, no, no, no. That's like, it really was a movie that really kind of defied expectations and, and her performance is really good and really pretty ballsy. Like there's Mm -hmm. a, that beach fight scene is Mm -hmm. like, was like, Oh shit. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. Really funny and really kind of, and really, you know, a ballsy. It's the comedic version of the uh, Russian bathhouse fight scene from yeah, Eastern yeah, Promises. from Easter Promises. Where you're like, really Jesus is. Christ, I can't believe you're doing. <laughs> uh, all right, that's cool. Yeah, so no hard feelings. Yeah, and 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 uh, I agree with you uh, uh, about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. That was such a fun movie. Yeah, that, that's uh, when you can watch like you, Dungeon that that Dungeons and Dragons movie. There's you you double feature that with uh, a Knight's Tale. Oh yeah. And totally. that that's a good fun like fantasy world comedy but, but, adventure uh, double feature. But also double feature it with the original Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> oh, no. And, do, and as long as you To our listeners, movies, do not do that. In between movies just watch that one outtake with Jeremy Irons. With Jeremy Irons yelling at the sky. Where and he he like storms off set the second he hears. Oh, he doesn't even hear cut. He just no. finishes his line yeah, and walks off leave. set. <laughs> <laughs> because so they hired an actual nerd dungeon master to direct the movie. <laughs> oh wow! I want to meet the people who made those bad decisions. Uh, what's your uh, July pick? I got a, I got a few like I I count. I was playing fast and loose with the rules. So some of these, I do have like a, a, a few. Um, so didn't care for the mission impossible. Um, that again, like fine, fast acts, it, it, it was okay, but it didn't, it, it was like, it didn't hit me. Yeah. It didn't hit me. Like the, yeah. it, you know, the thing was that it was too CG'd like around the stunts and, and yeah. it made the stunts feel more fake. Yeah. Like, which was it? Which one? Which was it? The third one, or which one were, were is where they staple him to the side of the airplane that takes off? That was uh, fourth. No, I think that was like the fifth or the or third sixth one. Fourth or fifth? Okay, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, that one was awesome, and it felt real because he's actually stuck to the side of an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Or but like big, when the, he's going up the side of the building. Yeah, the fourth yeah. One in Dubai or whatever. Yeah, any CG that's used there is very minimal, but the whole problem with like that ramp motorcycle parachute thing, which was actually real mm-hmm. and should have been thrilling, but all of the environment that he was driving around and through was all CG'd and it looks CG'd. Right. So and it, it looked like the stunt looked like CG. And the stunt so, made the stunt feel fake. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I totally agree with you there. So that so you know, so that's why I like Joyride better uh than Mission Impossible. Joyride um, was good. Joyride was one of my I, I it was in contention. A goof around, funny, you know, yeah. outrageous comedy. Love those. And we haven't like it seems like we're starting to see more of those come back. I haven't seen these like like a No Hard Feelings or a Joyride. That yeah, kind of I, I, I mean since comedy coming back since in a like while. Girls Trip is the last one. Maybe Girls yeah. Trip and 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 what's what was the one with Scar Joe where it was like very bad things, but it was women instead. Oh yeah, I can't remember that, but anyway, but yeah, but it's like it's yeah. but rough used night, to be, you know, rough like, night. But I mean, it's yeah. like women behaving badly, and like last year, the year, before, but it's not just. Uh, 
I just mean like the 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 R-rated raunchy comedy in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's you know there there has been a, like a series of kind of women led versions of these, which is and they've been really really funny. So that's I I love that. But like you know twenty years ago, you know there would be you know dozens of these direct yeah, video sure. attempts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and well, and I so, just think so. that like all the ones that we're referencing now, and I you know I don't know if Bottoms was one of your uh, movies in contention and. I think August. Um, I don't think I saw bottoms. That's a fun one. That's, you know, uh, who's in that. I, nobody famous. I don't think, but it's, uh, uh, or maybe they're like young famous. They're like young TV famous uh, that I don't know. Uh, but it's just, uh, it, it, it's an R rated, uh, teen romantic comedy. Yeah. I rec with, I recognize uh, the, the title, but I don't think I've seen they're, it. They're lesbians. I think. Is the the idea? Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's very fun. Um, uh, anyway, I also saw the Barbenheimer, and I enjoyed both of those movies. Actually, uh, they're both know, for, fine. For, I, they're, I, they're both no. I think they're I think they're I thought they're both really uh, uh, well done and entertaining, and and I also uh, I also liked uh, they cloned Tyrone. I think was on Netflix. I still haven't watched that. I got to watch that. I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I went with for my July uh, choice was uh, Cobweb. I didn't see Cobweb because it's got um, Lizzie Kaplan and the guy who plays the sociopath superhero in The Boys. Oh yeah, no, I I know I know that what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. It's like a, a creepy, um, maybe haunted house, maybe creepy little kid, yeah, movie, but maybe it it's not as it seems. Uh, it, it, it was, it got buried. It barely came out in theaters. It came out on VOD the week after it came out in theaters. Um, but uh, like one, I'm just Lizzie Kaplan. I think I love Lizzie Kaplan. It's just so always good. Uh, and so she's good in this and she's scary and creepy. And I was like, Oh cool. Lizzie Kaplan can also do that. I I wish I was Lizzie Kaplan. Um, she has a lot of range. Uh, yeah. And, and whereas Barbie and Oppenheimer, I was like, I, I appreciate what these movies uh, are doing and I appreciate people liking them. Uh, they're just not necessarily my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, they're fine. I recognize them as good movies. Uh, but cobweb was just more my thing and probably not as good a movie as Barbie or Oppenheimer as far as, you know, beat for beat (laughs) breakdowns. Cause it's a, it's a horror B movie um you know that yeah but was, that's your that's your wheelhouse so. yeah well i it's just there's something like you have to take take into account how long something took to get made and its budget and all that stuff and and for me like cobweb did a better job of what it set out to do for me than barbie or oppenheimer and i'm not yeah. saying they're bad movies they just didn't satisfy me on the level that cobweb yeah that's yeah. fine. And you're right. I am fucking crazy and my opinions make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely get that. And I can't wait to tell you my August choice. What's your August choice? My August choice is a uh, last voyage of the Demeter. Oh yeah. That, I like the, the vampire on a boat. Yeah. Uh, old, uh, old school style. It, it was paced. It was, I think people didn't like it cause it was paced like an it, old, it was, it movie. was, it was paced like an old, old horror movie. It was very slow. And normally I hate that, yeah. but something about it, I thought was just done with such a really, uh, kind of, uh, really well done homage to the style, I guess, or, or I don't, I don't know what else you'd call it, but, um, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I mean, and it's technically, it's a universal movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a universal monster movie. Yeah. yeah. So it is in the universe. And I thought like of all the ones, I mean, the mummy with Tom Cruise and whatnot. Oh my uh, God. Of all the like modern ones. I think this one really kind of got it right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, no, it was an actual monster movie. Like, and it's yeah. also hilarious that it's like, you can't find this guy in your boat <laughs> but uh you know but it's still kind of but yeah it was very it, like and i think i think a lot of it too was like i thought it was shot really well and the production design and costumes and everything had this just really just like you know uh the historical horror kind of 
is the only phrase I can think of to describe it. Uh, old timey horror. I don't know. Like, but uh, it really nailed the that kind of environment and feeling. Yeah, it did. I, I agree with you. It was a very fun movie. And my mother-in-law liked it, which says a lot uh, about its uh, old school pacing. Because uh, <laughs> she doesn't uh, like modern horror movies, but that one worked for her, I guess. You know, the gothic elements of it and uh, and the character building. You know, you hang out yeah. a lot with characters, but they're, it's interesting. I mean, like, but I'm also a sucker for ship stuff. Yeah. Know? especially old timey ship stuff like like a master and commander like a master and commander yeah it's like what if master and commander hit a vampire on board i'm there yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. i just so i find that world always interesting so knowing that i had a vampire as well coming up because also you like you think about it it's like fascinating because can you imagine how like even without a vampire on board just what a miserable existence it must have been to have to sail on one of those fucking ships. It like, especially in like storms and terrible weather and how terrifying and like, why, why did I choose this life? Like every 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. I, I chose it was for me, it was between that and this thing. And the only reason I chose this thing is I know that you guys wouldn't. Um, and I was like, well, maybe if I say it, they'll go look at it and have as much fun as I did. And that's this, uh, and it was released, like it had a limited run in theater, like limited theaters. Uh, but it was a Hulu movie, uh, and it's a PG 13 horror comedy called Slaughterhouse. I do not know this. It, it's not Slaughterhouse. It's Slaughterhouse. And it's a Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Like, like sloth. Yeah, like a sloth. So slother house. Yeah, it's a it's a um, a sorority house, uh, you know, uh, and they have a problem with a killer sloth that one yeah. of the girls brings home, you know, to rescue the animal, and then it turns out it's deadly. This movie is so much fun that for one, they unapologetically have a terrible puppet. <laughs> It's not a bad CGI sloth. It's not a real sloth that you're worried about. Was it treated well in the movie? It's this ridiculous puppet (laughs) uh, animatronic slash, you know, it's hysterical. I really enjoyed it. And it's like everyone, and you know, and it's like one of these low budget movies where they couldn't afford any famous actors, really good ones like Scott Eastwood. So they had to just get what they could. And they're all so committed for better or worse. It doesn't matter <laughs> from performance to performance. Everything's a hundred percent committed. Uh, the horror is a hundred percent committed. And even though they're committed to this stupid looking puppet sloth, they're committed <laughs> to the idea that that, that is terrifying. So, you know, it, it works and it's, it's funny. I, I, I recommend it. It's like, uh, you know, it's it's this year's Jack Frost. You know what I mean? All right. It's that kind of uh, feeling. Although it's not, you know, like Jack Frost gross because it's. I think it's. Well, I, it might actually be like light R and not hard PG thirteen. Light light R light. That's R. a new. That's a new classification. I, I mean, for me, if you go back and you watch like certain eighties and nineties movies and look at how those are rated and they have the same rating as these other things. I think there's yeah. light R, you know, like black rain with Michael Douglas and Andy Garcia. Yeah. That's a, that's a light R. Yeah. It's a light R it's, it's, it's almost PG. And it's, it's mostly for the racism. It's yeah. The racism is what puts it over the top into R I think, <laughs> but I don't think that's the reason it got an R rating. <laughs> I don't no, know. no. At, at the time. Yeah. That really yeah. Was, didn't even register. No, September. What'd you have for September? I like Dumb Money for September. That's a good movie. I really liked it too. Yeah. 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 And Uh, I also saw The Creator and I was hoping I was going to love it and I did not. Yeah, I didn't care for The Creator very much. It was whatever. Um, Effects were gorgeous, beautifully done special effects and kind of the whole world and and the and the design and everything I thought was great. But it was like it it was again, it was one of these like I I was trying struggling to find in the in the story something new being brought to the genre. Yes. 
and not just kind of another retelling of, you know, oh, here's how we learn that the AI or the robot is just as human as we are kind of thing. Yeah. That we've seen a bunch of times. Robot yeah. or alien or, you know, whatever non-human thing that has human qualities. I haven't watched the new. We learn a lesson about. Yeah, I haven't watched the new Zack Snyder Star Wars uh, movie. Well, that doesn't come out until like tomorrow or something. Oh, is it not out yet? Everybody yeah, no, keeps talking about it. Like it's well, because it's about to. It like it premieres this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, Christmas weekend. Christmas weekend. It's your Christmas present. Yeah, I just feel like that's kind of the same as I, I. I don't expect anything less than I got from creator from a Zack Snyder movie. But I, I don't know. Zack Snyder would probably be dumber, I guess. Um, for me, and I love Dumb Money. I think that's a great yep. choice. Uh, also, this month um equalizer three came out oh shit i forgot about equalizer three and expendables four expend fourables i did not forget to forget about expendables no 4. i yeah did you see it you saw it no okay oh, you haven't seen it okay so i i do want you to see it actually you know what wait to watch it let's watch it together i want to watch it with you <laughs> You want to just watch me watch it and get as, as I get progressively angrier at you for making me watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when, want... like when we did that summer of Steven Seagal commentaries, <laughs> but this is just one movie. It's just one shitty movie. Uh, I just, I, yeah, I'd like to watch it with you. And I've, I've banked, I've banked some animosity. What's that? I've banked some animosity. I could do three. I could do three <laughs> movies worth of animosity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't pick any of those. Equalizer 3 was actually a serious choice because I thought that was pretty good. It's not the best Equalizer movie. It's like John Wick 4. It's it's a it's a good it, yeah, it is. a good victory. I, I did enjoy it. Like that one Equalizer 3, I think what I really enjoyed most about it, which is also could probably could be cut out of it a lot uh to tighten it up, was just like in the first like couple of acts just the extended sequences of Denzel Washington just sizing up all the bad guys and like just <laughs> mentally making his equalizer checklists with yeah. them. Yeah. And somehow I found that so ridiculously entertaining it, because it is. It is. He, it, he like he's a, he does it so effortlessly in this way of just like, oh, you don't want him looking at you like that because then you you know you're going to get equalized later. <laughs> If he if he's if he's giving you that kind of Denzel Washington once over, you yeah. know you're getting equalized later. Yeah, you want to find if you find it's a one, done deal. It's just a matter of when it's convenient for him to equalize. If you find him at a cafe, what you want him to be doing is folding his napkin four times and like doing his <laughs> teabag shit, because then you know he doesn't care about you. And he's <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but if he stopped all that and it's just got that you, look going at you, get out you, of the country. Yeah, you're done. Get, get out, out of the country. Yeah. You do not hang out. Uh, I really liked it, but I went with, and this is crazy. I went with Saw 10. Oh, socks. Because socks is a, it is the best Saw movie in a long time. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, because I haven't seen it, but you told me that you were like, oh, this is, this one's awesome. They did a really good job and it's prequely, you know, and, you know, I guess there's certain things you have to forgive because, you know, Tobin Bell is obviously actually very old now, uh, as opposed to yes. in the first saw where he was, you know, kind of middle-aged, maybe the upward part of middle-aged, you know, but they buried him under a lot of makeup and all that. And then he was, had cancer and all that. Yeah. But, so now it's a prequel and you're sort of like, Oh, he really looks like he has cancer in this one, <laughs> but not, not as much as he did in the next one. I mean, like chronologically speaking, as far as the mythology is concerned. Um, yeah. No, like the, the Saw movies, their chronology is as, as, as messy as the fast franchise. Chronology. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Friday the 13th. It's a little bit, wait, is there supernatural shit now? But they yeah, did. Wait, when did, is this one taking place before or after the last three? I can't. What's going on? It's taking a place between Saw's. <laughs> I think I might be wrong, but I think it's taking place in between Saw's two and three. You're going to have to do like a whole like wall diagram with like the red string. But it may, yeah, but it may be three and four. Which order. I just can't remember Shawnee Smith's character. Um, and, you know, I love Shawnee Smith. 
Oh yeah. Uh, her character dies at a certain point because and yeah, she, and that's kind of like franchise, the. But she's his assistant. She like helps him, but then falls victim to a trap because she is you know been cheating on him a little bit and like being more murderous than she should be, I guess is the thing. But in any of has event, somebody, has somebody just taken all of the saw movies at this point and just recut them chronologically? <laughs> no, but you should. <laughs> if you have that kind of time, you should. I, I don't. <laughs> and if I did have that kind of time, I wouldn't do that. I'd nap. I do have that kind of time, but I don't have that kind of technology, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Um, but it, it is, uh, it, I thought it was a really good return to form for the franchise. It was actually scary. It was actually, you know, gave you the creepy crawlies and made you freak out in your chair, you know, and get, and get grossed out and all that stuff. So I thought they did a really good job, uh, despite those like visual things about actors, uh, that you have to sort of forgive. Um, yeah. Uh, and they try to find ways to make it okay, um, but it's still sort of like, eh, you got to forgive it. But if you can, you're good. I mean, this is one of the best Saw sequels ever. You I, heard it here first, folks. That's what I'm saying. All right. That's Ghost my... socks. That's my September pick. What's your... Uh, we got three months to go. What's your October? I... <laughs> I only had the movie I didn't like from October because I didn't like it so much. And that's Killers of the Flower Moon. And just because it made me feel like I had binge watched a Netflix series that got canceled after its first season. Yeah. I... And I and I hate saying that about a Scorsese movie, but it just was so like it, it felt like that there was a two hour movie to be cut from that. What? Three plus hour movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. I, I watched it with Hillary and we were both, you know, we would remind each other as it went on too long that this is more interesting than we thought it would be. Yeah. Like it's like, that's the thing is, is like, that's what, that was the flip side was like, I don't like the movie, but I, the story is, you know, uh, uh, fascinating, compelling, important. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's a good true crime story yeah. on a greater socio-political level maybe that the true crime stories really you know often are but i i i agree i mean it was i was compelled to find out what would happen yeah um, uh so I but you, you didn't want to wait so long to find yeah it, it's happened. like sometimes i was like i don't feel bad about looking at my phone right now yeah um, and if I was in the movie theater, I wouldn't do that because there's a possibility I'd be sitting near Jason Rohr and he would punch me in the face. Yeah. And I don't want to get punched. So uh, it's harder so, to look at your phone when you're getting punched in the face. Yeah. I don't like either of those things. Stop uh, punching me. I can't see my phone. Where's my phone? I can't. Yeah. My eyes. I'm going to tweet about this punching. <laughs> Um, anyway, a live tweet, you're punching. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, that's not a good movie, but you went with it because it was the best one you saw from October. No, no, oh, I didn't. It's like, I didn't, I didn't like have like, I can, I'm trying to tell me what you saw in October. Maybe it'll jog my memory. Uh, that just jumped into my head. Cause I was like, I was so like, it gave me that, like, I have just been watching, like, a series of episodes of yeah. a I, I streaming mean, show, not a movie. Right. I didn't see uh, Killers of the Flower Moon until November when it was available on streaming. Um, and uh, uh, so, but I still consider it an October movie. And that, Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, there's a, there was a really good horror movie, a Spanish language horror movie that came out in October called when evil lurks um hmm. and it's a you know demon possession movie but like to the nth degree like it's not one child who gets possessed it's all the fucking children wow um, okay and, and this is like a, a kind of uncompromising horror movie it's the kind of horror movie we need more of um, because at a certain point, you know, like a good zombie movie, you realize at a certain point, oh shit, the math is just not working out for yeah. our protagonists. And this movie does that 
with uh, possessions because with it's like children. an entire town like slowly being possessed and the people who are aware of it and believe that it's happening are fighting against it but they look like psychos because in any event yeah it's it's uh it's actually scary you know kind of a, a good supernatural thriller and it's hard to get me on the edge of my seat with like demons and shit because i was raised catholic and yeah i don't give a fuck uh, but this one was really good. All right. That's all I have to say about uh, October. Um, Excellent. What's your November? What was your November like? Did you see something you liked? Yeah, I had two two in November again. Um, uh, the Fastbender Fincher, The Killer. Uh, I quite enjoyed. Oh, Even really? though I'm not quite sure I liked it. It's a, it's, an in, it's a really interesting movie. Again, it's Fincher, so it looks, you know, it's got that, you know, very kind of, uh, cool Fincher, you know, mm-hmm. uh, color palette style uh, that always looks really, really good and and very well composed and shot. And Fastbender is really good in it. And it's just got this. It's this really kind of interesting take on the assassin and kind of how mundane most of his job is. Yeah, it was supposed to be a satire of the. Yeah, and so he's just like he, a lot of it is just him like sitting up like mm-hmm. in an empty office looking out a window doing like a inner monologue and and doing his routines and shit and so so i think it's like if you're in the right mood for it then it clicks but if you go into it like expecting like a jason statham assassin movie you're gonna get upset yeah i didn't get upset by it i just it didn't really work for me um yeah and i think it's yeah it's like you have to be it's like it in a very particular zone to click in with it i think right like this we were talking about a movie uh, earlier that you know i felt like you have to be in the zone for it yeah exactly auto um and this is you know know, this is a this was the man called auto of assassin of assassins yeah it's similarly paced um and uh even though a man called Otto doesn't have killing you know this is a, a character study which that movie is as well um yeah. it didn't you know it didn't really work for me um and but here's the thing you know one is like fastbender is serviceable for me i don't understand why people say he's brilliant i I, I'm not catching that. Like he's like the new Ray Fiennes for me. I'm just like, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's he's good looking. He delivers his lines. It's fine. I don't have any problem with it. But I'm not like, holy fuck, that was awesome. It just yeah. doesn't, you know. Uh, and, and plus, this movie is constant fucking Smith songs, and I cannot yeah. stand that <laughs> shit. I hate it. It's like making all your, like the whole soundtrack is Eagle songs. That's a mistake. (laughs) Man, I fucking hate the Eagles. (laughs) I'm just like him. And it's not because. But then you probably liked the other, the other flip side on my list, which is the please don't destroy movie. I did like that a lot. Yeah. The treasure of foggy mountain. I was, and that was like, it was, it delivered exactly what I was hoping it was going to deliver, which is just a feature length. Please don't destroy sketch video sketch essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And they did. And it was, you know, silly, but they had enough of a narrative to carry you through. Yeah. It. Um, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I thought it was really, it was re- it a really sharply done comedy. Yeah, it was very funny and like the kind of thing that I miss, like just making a very silly, smart movie. Yep. Um, there, there hasn't been, you know, there's been a lot of silly movies, but not necessarily silly and smart. Uh, to yeah, the- it was almost, I mean, it was getting into the range of kind of the old Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. Kind of style, like it, like very clearly, smartly put together, but it it's smartly put together very silly, dumb things based on a truly ridiculous premise. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. And Conan O'Brien was very funny. In it. Yeah. He was funny as the redhead. The one, the one of them that's not an SNL Nepo baby has a fake dad. Uh, in <laughs> Yeah. Conan O'Brien. Um, they are, it's like, so the Nepo baby thing is, you know, 
I probably could have done something like this if I had had an inroad in in my twenties. But uh, at least they're actually doing really funny shit. They're yeah, except they're yeah. It's like you know, it's good. They're actually funny. So mm-hmm. it's you know that that's where I don't. It's like I get irritated by any kind of like you know nepotism stuff when it's like clearly somebody who's just not that good. Yeah, well, and, there's a lot of and, those, but I get more aggravated, yeah. and I get that, and you know, I could point you to a lot of uh, people, but there's never babies I like. Like I like Kurt Russell's kid. Uh, fun, yeah. he's fun, um, and they're but, fun. They're fun on the Monarch doing right, the and I like I like character. Uh, I like what's his face Quaid from the Boys. I, I oh yeah, very yeah. entertaining, very charming. Uh, you know, but people were coming down on him for being a nepo baby, and then Meg Ryan had to jump in and go, "You're discounting his work ethic and all this." It's like, fuck off. No, no, you don't like, understand. No, but you don't understand the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's the yeah the issue is is not like nepo being you know a nepo baby is kind of a fact it's not like a you can be a nepo baby and be very very talented and 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 have earned you know uh the the role or have a really great work ethic but the the bottom line is is you probably as a recognized uh uh child of a star or stars who may or may still have some pull in the industry that's going to help you get it through the door. Yeah. It may not help you. It may not. I don't think it helps you as much anymore in getting the job, but it'll definitely get you through doors that, uh, I think it gets you through some, doors that some, I mean, that some, that some rando, you know, got off will, the bus can't, can't get, I think it will get you the job depending on the relationship of the filmmakers. To that's your, true. Your parent. That's true. And that doesn't mean personal. That means however they view them. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay. But yeah, but it's like you said, like Jack Quaid, I think is really, uh, 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 solid, uh, he's solid great. Actor. And I hope he doesn't turn he's out charming. Like he's funny and, yeah. and he's funny, uh, uh, in live action on the boys. He's funny in cartoons. Uh, yeah, he's Trek very good. Next. And, and I, yeah. I wish him the best and I hope he doesn't go down the same road. His father and uncle went politically speaking. Um, which is to say like being shitters full the actual boys <laughs> you know <laughs> uh uh my november and you know and i'm happy to say this because i'm sort of a closet eli roth fan uh oh you know, oh you saw thanksgiving uh yeah and i loved it i thought it was ah. it was great and here's the thing it was Hillary loved it and Colby loved it too. And I expected them to not, um, because you know, I, Hill can hassle with hostile two, but not hostile part one sort of thing. Um, okay. But she saw this and she, she really liked it. And, and part of the reason is, you know, cause this is based on the trailer from grindhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the grindhouse trailer is super gross. It's like all a Thanksgiving dinner. That's really gross. Um, and I think someone fucks a turkey or something, you know. Um, but it, so when I walked into this, I was expecting more of that. I was expecting like hostile part three or part four rather uh, at, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but this is just a, a standard kind of slasher film. Um, uh, but, okay. you know, in, in and it like tonally it's scream like it's got like meta stuff going on. Uh, a lot of self-referential stuff and it and it's a whodunit slasher movie like scream was um so it's not as hardcore as you would expect from eli roth as far as like exploitation elements um it's just sort of a fun good slasher holiday themed movie i thought it was a good time all right good a new family classic a family yeah take the whole family as i did on thanksgiving day that's when i saw it on thanksgiving day with my son who's 18 and my wife who is 24 um december december this is like i've been really uh, pretty busy so i haven't been to the theater um, so I have not yet seen, uh, the new Godzilla, which I very much want to see. 
Um, so the only thing I've seen that I would qualify for a list of something I liked was uh, Leave the World Behind uh, on uh, the on the Netflix, which is the Sam Ismail, uh, uh, Julia Roberts, uh, fucking who's plays her husband, Sorry. Ethan Hawke, and 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 whatnot uh, thriller. You know, slow boil thriller of uh, end of the world or collapse of the government or we're not sure what's happening because we're all mm-hmm. in this Airbnb. Um, and, or the collapse uh, of just Tesla, the car company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I like uh, so it's, it's That was fun. Yeah. But it's very much uh, Ismail style. It's very much Mr. Robot style if you watch that show. So if you liked Mr. Robot, you'll probably dig this movie. If you weren't into Mr. Robot, you probably won't like kind of the pacing and the and the handling of, of, of this. But I enjoyed it. Uh, sorry, you keep cutting up on me. Um, what? You, you, you broke up. But here's... Oh, damn it. Here's here's my thing. I agree with you. I didn't hate that movie. It was fine. Um, I saw. I just saw today Silent Night, the new John Woo movie, and it was very fun. But despite the fact that that was very fun, uh, I'm going with the December release that blew me away is Godzilla minus one. Yeah, that's uh, uh, again like I w- I haven't had time to see it yet, so that would probably feels like that would be on my list right. uh, from it- everything I've seen. But I'm also trying to like. I don't want to hear more before I get a chance to see it. But go ahead. I, I'm just, I mean, you don't spoil just, anything. I won't, I won't spoil. I'm not going to say anything except, well, I mean, I, cause the movie is not going to make it clear why it's called Godzilla minus one. And I looked it up and I thought it was sort of interesting. Um, ah, okay. Which was that like, cause it's set at the same time that Gojira was set. Um, um, so it's basically, it's kind of a remake, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Sort um, of. It's kind of like a rebooting the origin. It's like a rebooting of the, or- yeah. it, it's an origin story Godzilla movie. Um, and it, it's basically set at the same time as the original Gojira. So Godzilla minus one basically means that Japan was already devastated by the bombs. And right. so they were at zero. It couldn't get worse. So and the then reason, Godzilla shows up. Yeah, yeah the re- that's why it's called Godzilla yeah. minus one. You thought this couldn't get worse. Here's fucking Godzilla. Um, <laughs> really good. I mean, and I think this movie's budget was like fifteen million dollars versus you know a two hundred million dollar Godzilla yeah. movie, and we all know how those are. Some of them are okay. <laughs> some of them are not so okay. But uh, it, this one, like the effects, look great they're like so modernized you know it's basically it felt like they almost wanted to just remake gojira with modern effects so it could be it would be taken more seriously um but also just the characters in this movie are so well fleshed out um and like so so identifiable i mean like one of the main characters is a kamikaze pilot who didn't die Ooh. So that's what he's contending with when he's like dealing with Godzilla. So like that, like spoke volumes to me, uh, just that concept. Um, so, and, and again, just the action sequences are really well rendered. Uh, the, the well, CGI also like Godzilla they're... with the practical married practical effects of, you know, boats tossing and turning and all that is really well done. Well, and I just, I read the other day that they're also like, extending or re-releasing into theaters they prepped like a black and white oh uh, version oh yeah yeah i was good with the color i mean the colors are it's muted colors you know which yeah which is but it's like what I mean, what I read is like, it's a, it's like a really kind of meticulous, like scene by scene conversion. So it's like, it's like the Miller's Furiosa black and white. Uh, So it's going to give the, uh, uh, you know, texturally it's going to get different. I will buy the 4k with both versions. Yeah. uh, The inevitable. Yeah. It's inevitable. Um, uh, It'll be a box set. It'll come with like a Godzilla that can like hold it up. 
Yeah, exactly. But I mean, in color, I thought it was great. I mean, it's like, honestly, if I'm really thinking about all the movies I listed tonight, uh, Godzilla minus one is probably the best movie. Hey, 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 let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Aquaman two hasn't opened yet. And I know you're jonesing for uh, chapter two of Aquaman saga. I'm sure I'm sure that was really funny, but you broke up the entire time it was happening. So. Oh, OK. Well, uh, for those uh, everyone else heard me and it was a really great Aquaman two joke. And you're <laughs> I really I really nailed it. I, I that's hilarious. I still <laughs> you kept breaking up even after that. I'm still breaking up. Oh, man. <laughs> You know what? Fucking forget it then. It's a horrible nightmare, uh, this technology that we have. Um, well, that was lovely. That was our uh, end of the uh, year wrap up. Um, is there anything you want to wish uh, Film Pigs listeners uh, on this holiday season? I wish everyone the happiest of holidays and uh, the strongest of internet connections to prevent signal drops. <laughs> Uh, I live in Simi Valley. That's the problem. Uh, I will. That's what uh, that's what you want to wish our listeners. Is yes. just Happy I holidays. Live a, I, I live, live as a problem. Valley, that's the problem with the Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, I want everyone to have a great uh, uh, holiday and, and uh, a happy new year. And we'll see you next year when we talk about 2024's January releases. Will it work out or will it not? Oh, stay tuned. And thank you, Adam Blau. Thank you, Adam Blau. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye, Steve. Bye. bye.